to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens presented by star style productions as an international outreach program of be the star you are charity you'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters meet and chat with cool celebrities exhilarating experts and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know it's time to kick off the fun with our star teens welcome to express yourself we make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. Winston Churchill. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We are a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, creator and producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. I'm Siri Panindra. And I'm Arjun. But before we get into today's show, Be The Star You Are's volunteers and I want to urge you to check out our website at btsya.org. Please note that our live in-person event, such as our upcoming Moraga Fair, sponsored by Green Air, your energy solution company, have been postponed due to the spread of the coronavirus, COVID-19. We'll update our websites with information when we reschedule. In the meantime, think green and visit www.gogreenair.net. We are also very thrilled to have received a certificate of recognition from the California legislature honoring Be The Star You Are volunteers for 20 years of dedicated service to the community through literacy and positive media messages. And we are determined to continue our empowering efforts. With that, let's get into it. Today's theme revolves all around outreach, and for this very first segment, we have a report from our Expressor self-host, Rachel Glass, who is an original report and host for Express Yourself. Hi, Rachel. Hi, you guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. So um, I was excited to be a part of this episode um, because right when I saw the topic was outreach, that immediately um, made me think of the importance of staying in touch with friends and family. So that's what I wanted to talk about. Um, and it's something my mom always tells me, you know, that I'm really good at staying in touch with people. And I think it's because it's just something that's important to me. Um, and as we get older, it seems like it's more difficult in a way to stay in touch with people, you know, but I think that's because, you know, time starts going by faster as we're busier and have more responsibilities or, you know, it just feels that way. And, you know, with your friends, family, it's like week turns into months, sometimes months even turn into years. And it's like, all of a sudden you realize, you know, you haven't talked to your best friend in a really long time. And personally for me, you know, I have to remind myself that that's not a bad thing, not a negative because we're all busy. Um, but it really isn't that hard, even with a busy schedule to stay in touch with people. Um, and staying in touch with people, you know, catching up with friends, family, it doesn't have to mean an hour-long phone call or video chat, which can totally seem daunting to some people, which I totally understand. Um, staying in touch with people 
could just be a simple text or social media message. And because, um, as I mentioned, you know, maintaining relationships with my loved ones is important to me. It's something that I personally want to spend time on even if it's just a few minutes. So something that I do that I would suggest other people do is just send a simple thinking of you text to people. So when I think of a friend and I'm like, wow, you know, I haven't talked to so-and-so in almost a year, I'll just send them a simple text when I have a little time just saying, you know, I'm uh, thinking about you, hope you're doing well, just so they know they're on my mind. Uh, I really think that goes a long way. Every time I receive one of those messages, I think it's super thoughtful. Um, and another thing I do, you know, is I, I don't live in my hometown. So whenever I go home, I always make sure to try and schedule time with my friends and family that live there. Um, and that has its own challenges because, you know, not everyone is free on the specific days I'm there. So I don't always expect people to drop things for me, but even if it doesn't work out, I think people appreciate that you even try. And again, it's making an effort that really means something to people. So just sum up everything. If I want uh, today's listeners to take away anything from this, um, it's just to spend that that time. Doesn't have to be a lot of time and the effort in maintaining relationships with the people you love. Um, I think it's just something that's that's worth it and something that no one would regret doing. Yeah, definitely. And especially during this time, and my family and I are practicing social distancing. I feel communication mm-hmm. and staying in touch is like so important. And Absolutely. I want to share a little funny thing. My mom was in India and, and I used to make video diaries. <laughs> and I'd be like, hey mom, today at school I went on this field trip. And it reminds me of um, Good Luck Charlie. <laughs> it was like a childhood mm-hmm. show I used to watch. <laughs> and, you know, video diaries. I think they're so important, even if your loved one oh, is away in a different country. Yeah, so I wanted to ask you, Rachel, what should someone do if they feel like too much time has gone by? So I think that's, a, a first of all, really a common feeling. Like I kind of mentioned before, it's like all of a sudden you realize like, wow, so much time has gone by since I've talked to this person. But I don't think there's such a thing as too much time going by if it's someone that's really important to you and vice versa. Um You know, it's kind of like that feeling when it's been a long time. Once you do talk to that person, it's like no time has passed at all. I think that's something everyone could relate to in one way or another. And I think just remember, you know, we're all busy. Time is flying by for everyone. Um, So your loved ones probably feel the same way. So maybe it'll be comforting to them if you reach out first. So they know, you know, it is never too late uh, to reach out to someone. There's never, in my opinion, never like too much time has passed that you can't reach out to anyone anymore. Yeah, definitely. Um, It's so weird for me, too. I mean, I'm only in high school, but I'm so used to seeing my friends every day that Mm -hmm. it's kind of weird not being able to see them. Um, So do you think that outreach is especially important right now because of the social distancing that we're practicing? Yeah, definitely. And that's why um, I was excited about this topic, because I feel like a lot of people, um, a lot of us right now have do have a lot of extra time um, and are feeling a, a little lonely. I think and especially I think a lot of people haven't gone through this before. Like I personally haven't. Um, so because this is such a stressful and scary time for a lot of people, a quick phone call, video chat, text message, social media message, 
anything can go a long way. I think, you know, during this, this really strange time, um, I think I want to challenge everyone to reach out to two people in the next week. And again, it could be just, you know, a simple text or like an hour long phone call if that's what you want to do. Yeah, of course. And for me personally, this is the first time my family and I are experiencing a pandemic. And I, you know, I'm learning that social media is actually a really good platform for people to stay connected. And Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to ask you, Rachel, do you think there are more positive effects to social media or do you think there are more negative effects? Because social media can be like a way to connect people, but at the same time, it would cause addictions and bullying. So Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that? Um, That's a really good question. Something I think about a lot, especially because... So I'm 26, so I, I kind of grew up as all of it was new and, you know, um, so I, I feel like I've had like a lot of, ex- I've experienced both positive and negatives of social media, but overall, I would say it's definitely a good thing, definitely a positive. It, I think it, in a way, can urge you to stay more connected to people. And, you know, it's like, I don't use Facebook that much, but it's, you know, after a while, I want to remind myself to post pictures on Facebook because I know that's where my grandma likes to see pictures of us, you know? <laughs> um, and so it's little things like that, um, that I think social media has really connected us um, in a positive way like that. And um, sometimes I think I spend too much time on social media. You know, it is like you kind of mentioned an addiction that, you know, that is a serious thing for some people. So I think as long as you're, you know, monitoring yourself and making sure you're utilizing it in a positive and healthy way, I think it is definitely a great thing. Yeah, social media is a, a great way to stay in touch with people. You can make mm-hmm. so many connections off of that. But mm-hmm. if someone like maybe say it doesn't have social media or they're not a really mm-hmm. big fan of it, they don't use it that much. What are other creative ways that you might have or you might know of to maintain relationships and stay in touch with people that you want to? So something that I'm currently doing, it's not a new thing, but it's something that people in our generation do not do anymore. So my best friend just recently moved to New York. She moved across the country. And, you know, obviously we can text, call and FaceTime each other. But we decided um, to become pen pals to like, you know, literally write and send letters to each other just to kind of, you know, change it up and kind of do something a little bit different and it was kind of fun too because that's not something I do that often so it was kind of a fun project for me um so I would definitely recommend that to people or even like I was thinking you know when I I'm staying at home right now but when I do finally go out I want to like find some postcards and send like little notes to my family I feel like they would like like that little surprise um and another thing that people could do um, is utilize apps, which, you know, are like social media in a way nowadays. Um, but like something my fiance does is he plays chess with his friends online, you know, and I think playing games that you like with other people, like that's a good way to stay connected to someone. And it doesn't mean, you know, you might not even have a conversation, but you're still kind of connecting with them in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and another question is, do you think handwritten letters are better than texts? Like, I guess um, handwritten letters, they are better able to connect with older generations, but texts are more convenient. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I I wouldn't say one is necessarily 
better than the other. Um, I think like you mentioned, it kind of depends. It depends who you're talking to. Like, um, you know, like my, like I said, I want to find a postcard um, and I want to send it to my grandma. My grandma is not a texter at all. So <laughs> I'm going to communicate with her. It's going to be on the phone or um, through the mail. Like those are my two options with her. I know that. Um, so I don't think one is better than the other, but I think it's awesome that we have all those options because, you know, it's going to be, you know, certain ways of communication are going to be appropriate for or better for certain people. So we live in a cool time that we have so, so many options. Yeah, definitely. Um, one thing that I do is I have a ton of cousins all over the world, and we always send postcards to each other. That that helps us. Um, we just think about each other, and we write to each other that way. Yeah, yeah. There's so many innovative situ or solutions, especially during this day and age. So I think you have a wide range of options you can communicate with. Well, thank you so much for joining us on air for this wonderful segment by Rachel. As a reminder, Be The Star You Are for teens, as well as the newest establishment in the series, Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World, is available now and can be found at starstylestore.net. Rachel has a chapter in both books, and if you're looking for a new book to read, consider picking up a copy. Your purchase benefits the Be The Star You Are 501c3 charity and this Express Yourself program as a donation. So make sure you get your copy today. Check out youtube.com slash be the star you are for our fun and informative be the star you are videos on living, laughing, and learning. Visit, visit us at be the star, btsya.org and check out past editions of our show at expressyourselfteenradio.com. Keep on listening as we continue our conversation on outreach. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thanks for staying with us here at Express Yourself on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. In this next segment, we'll be joined by Priya Florence Shaw. 
She is the award-winning publisher of Nari, N-A-A-R-E-E dot com, an author, podcaster, and one of the top digital marketing experts in India. Her vision is to inspire and empower Indian women to become financially and emotionally independent. She won the Rex Karmavir Global Fellowship and the Karmavir Chakra Silver Award, the Global Civilian Honors given by the International Confederation of NGO in partnership with the United Nations to people across the globe for relentless courage. Hi, Priya. How's it going? Hi. I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? I'm doing good. Doing good. (laughs) Harjun and Siri, it's lovely to meet you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. So, yeah, I I have a question for you, actually. Um, Yeah, sure. What does it take? What do you think it takes to really be happy in life? Okay, so it took me a long time to find the answer to this. As you can imagine, it's the, you know, our, our current um, our culture doesn't teach us to be happy, right? They, they, teach, they teach us to be high, big achievers, right? As you well, very well know, since you're Indian kids <laughs> in right. the U.S. <laughs> yeah, it's all about achievement. So, but I learned from some very wise teachers that happiness is a choice, you know, it, uh, and even Abraham Lincoln said that most people are just about as happy as they make their mi- minds up to be. You know, so uh, I, I read a book called, by Richard Carlson called Short, Shortcut Through Therapy. And uh, it was a wonderful book. It was a life changing book for me. And that book taught me that happiness is really a choice. And we can make that choice to be happy in the moment, you know, the, based on what we're thinking, based on the thoughts that we're thinking or where we choose to, you know, how, you, how we choose to respond to situations. Uh, so that's uh, that's what I think it takes to be happy. And I think your happiness is completely up to you. It has, uh, at any point of time, you really have two options, you know, to either choose a thought that makes you happy or choose one that makes you sad. And uh, as many of the wise teachers that I've learned from say that you have to become the observer of your thoughts and see where they are taking you. And if you find yourself going down a rabbit hole of depressing thoughts, you know, don't beat yourself up uh, because our minds are conditioned to choose negativity. But you can beat that by becoming more conscious of the thoughts that you choose. So I find that it takes practice. It becomes, I mean, but it becomes a habit over time. So I think yeah. habit, you know, it happiness is a habit and it's uh, something that you can uh, learn. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, you're right when saying happiness is a choice because regardless of the circumstances in life, you know how you should react to it. And it's completely, you know, in your hands, whether or not you want to be happy or not. So I completely agree. And I actually went to a yoga retreat by Sadhguru. I'm not yeah. too sure if you know yeah. him. Yes, of course, but yes. he gives, yes. oh yes. So I, I met him and he gave such fantastic advice. And, you know, my life and perception, it kind of transformed after, you know, listening to his two-day lectures. Mm-hmm. Um, so my next question for you is, you empower women in India. And what led you to you know, be someone who empowers them. Sorry, I didn't, I, I think that you were breaking up a little bit. Can you please repeat the question? Oh, yes, of course, of course. Um, so what made you want to empower women in India? Uh, so basically, it comes from my own life experience, you know, that it's usually, that's usually the case uh, where you go through something and then you realize that 
uh, when you come out of it, you know, when you come out of the other, uh, come out of the, you know, into the uh, the tunnel and come out the other end, you realize that your life experience can actually help other people because you've gone through it and you've learned how to deal with something. And now you know that you need to, you need to pass it on to others. You need to pass on that knowledge of how to, uh, you know, deal with adversity, deal with difficult situations in your life. And uh, I had that uh, life-changing experience when my first husband passed away suddenly, and I had to come to terms with my own grief and my own, uh, you know, my disempowering thoughts. And I realized that uh, if I can do that, then I can show others, other other people also how to do that, especially Indian women, because we are men, many of us are brought brought up to be very dependent on uh, the family, you know, and dependent on our spouses. And uh, I think independence is very important. That's something that we all need to learn. Definitely. I think that it's a really big uh, issue nowadays all over the world that women aren't getting the rights that they need. Um, yeah. So what, what, how did you go about pursuing this goal of wanting to empower women, specifically in India? So basically, I'm a writer and a journalist. Uh, so I started writing. I started blogging. I created my own blog. I wrote, I wrote books about it. And uh, I mean, because my blog started getting a lot of traffic from all over the world. I uh, yeah I got a lot of people writing to me and uh, you know I, I started answering their questions on my blog and things like that. So um, that's how it that's how I managed to uh, you know start reaching out and start uh, start helping women uh, you know think be be more empowered in their thinking as well as in their emotional lives. So it basically basically uh, through the internet through blogging through my uh, writing through my books. Mm, yes, and actually the charity, um, Be the Star You Are, actually empowers women and youth. So it's like a fantastic thing that you're doing. And what would you tell your 20-year-old self? Like if you could go back in time magically, um, what piece of advice would you share with her? So the first thing I would tell her is, is to... is. What I, what I told you today, you can choose to be happy because that was something I never knew when I was, a, you know, I was a young person. I No one ever taught, told me that you can actually choose your thoughts and you can choose to be happy. So I would tell my 20-year-old self that you can you should work on yourself, work on your personal development, heal all the trauma that, you, that you've gone through as a child and go go to a therapist, go to an energy healer or practice meditation, work on your thoughts, learn to think better thoughts and don't be so reactive to everything you know slow down slow your mind down and start observing the thoughts that you're thinking and start reacting in a different way and another thing I would tell her was is to be, stop being a victim to stop blaming others and start taking responsibility for her life for, for you know your life because um, not we are I mean women in India because we're so dependent on other people in our lives we we end up blaming them when something goes wrong but Basically, you have to start creating your life by design, not by default, right? Um, mm -hmm. That's what I would tell her. Yeah, and it's cool because I also, um, I practice meditation daily and I find it to be a very peaceful environment when I do so. And it kind of helps me clear my mind of all the negativities and just like be in this solo zone away from all of my problems and circumstances in life. So I definitely recommend meditation is like super good for you. And yeah. 
how do you think um, I should overcome my fears that I have? So fear is uh, basically a reaction to wanting to control things. That's what I, one of the things I've realized is uh, when you're afraid of things, you know, when you're afraid of um, um, what uh, a situation like, for instance, what is unfolding today, right? The coronavirus thing, people getting mm -hmm. sick, people dying. So the thing the the reason that we go through anxiety and fear because of this is because we're trying to control the situation. We think that the situation is in our control. But as an individual, there's not a lot you can do about it. And uh, to I mean, you can do the basic minimum hand washing, you know, social distance, distancing, a few, the basic things you can do. But to a large extent, you can't, you don't really have control over your surroundings. And thinking that you can control everything is what leads, leads to anxiety, leads people to feeling, uh, you know, fearful and anxious. So one thing that has helped me in my life is the process of letting go. You know, it's uh, it's called, it's a Buddhist uh, practice called surrendering, you know, and uh, letting go of uh, these uh, anxious thoughts and um, and coming, coming to terms with what life is, with, with what, uh, you know, the, the, the situation in the world rather than fighting it. So because you can you can actually make a bigger difference when you accept the situation rather than, than when you're fighting it and fearful and anxious. So uh, you must have realized that when you're in a calm state of mind, you can take better decisions, right? You can function better than when you're fearful and anxious. So the, the best way to deal with fear is to start learning how to calm yourself down uh, and to take a different view of um, all the things that are causing you to be fearful, to start letting go of trying to control things so much. That's what I would, you know, uh, recommend. That's a great piece of advice. Um, and a question that I have about that is, when you started letting things go and you overcame your fears, did that help you? Uh, like, did it? Did that set you on the path for? helping to empower women in India is that like something that helped kickstart it uh, it it all it all comes together you know because whatever work you do on yourself you are able to share with others and you're able to empower them also right so it it all it all comes together in the end and whatever whatever changes i i went through that made me a stronger person i'm able to empower others by you know showing them how to do the same things so uh, it's by un, by changing yourself you can change the world it's a lot of wise people have said that that the change starts with you and uh, you have to start you have to change first before you can change the world mm, yes and i think forgiveness or letting go as you said surrendering I think that's also very important and, you know, many people should practice that because forgiveness, it's not only to benefit the other person, but it benefits you and it kind of clears your mind of all the negativities. And so now you're doing great things like a blog, marketing agency, writing books, and what made you want to stop pursuing molecular biology and, you know, <laughs> instead take a different route? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that's a very exciting career. A lot of people, I'm, I'm sure it is for a lot of people who are meant for that. Uh, I when I, I uh, when I got into a molecular biology when I started my PhD, 
uh, work, I I kind of drifted into it, you know, because you know how we are in India. We 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 do our graduation and then our post graduation, and then you automatically end up doing the next thing, you know. That's on the uh, you 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 tick all these, you know. You, uh, you just keep ticking all these boxes. Uh, so it was basically I was trying to I guess I was trying to tick that box and it was it wasn't I realized uh, a year and a half after you know after being in that field that this is not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life and I decided to quit because it was making me very unhappy I I just did not like what I was doing I um, and I really felt that I, I was uh, I should be doing something else so I I took a break I I I dropped out of my PhD I took a break and I did a course in journalism and that was probably the best thing I did for myself you know so because after that I got into writing and uh, and and uh, you know that's the what uh, and that's the rest is history like as you say yeah I can I can definitely relate to that because um I'm currently a 12th grader um mm-hmm. in high school and at first freshman year I was like okay I'm going to become a doctor Mm-hmm. um you know science it amazes me and i can help so many people and life is super important but then sophomore year i was like okay i think engineering is right and i joined the engineering and design academy in my high school and i coded for 2 years and i decided you know i don't really want to do that for the rest of my life and then now i'm very clear that i want to study business and economics and i feel like everything does happen for a reason and in fact um i'm working on a startup right now and i realized that this is really truly my passion and you know working with other people on a project that'll impact the world is kind of you know what i really enjoy doing and so i have a startup and you are a digital marketing expert and i want to do ask what would you say is the key strategy when it comes to digital marketing uh there are no key strategies it, it depends on what you it depends on who your audience is and and what you want to sell them so there are for for, for different uh you know different um what do you say dif- different startups you might have a different strategy so if it's a if it's an e-commerce startup for instance you have to uh, target the b2c market that is the custom the business to customer customer market right business to consumer market so uh a, a business that is targeting other businesses would have a completely different strategy so i would say that it you have to first understand who your audience is who your target audience is what are you selling to them you know and um, and how and where are they spending most of their time so you have to have a very clear understanding of your audience their pain points uh, and in what way you can serve them and that is what makes uh, you know a good business person that is what Uh, you have to basically provide solutions to their problems. So I know you talked about providing solutions to their problems. Um is that one of the reasons that you've done so like so many different things like you've written a blog, you have a marketing agency, you've written books, now you're selling travel writing. Is that is that one of the reasons that you do all these different things or is it just an interest it, that you have? it's all about writing actually it's it if you see all the things that i do it it all comes down to writing and creating content you know so it it's it's just in different fields so because i i enjoy traveling sometimes i i started a travel blog and i like i i wanted to learn how to write write 
travel content better. So I I, I studied that. So it's it's all about writing and it's about becoming a better writer for me. You know, it's it's all about be, learning to create content uh, that people enjoy uh, consuming. You know. So today I have a podcast as well. I have a YouTube channel where I interview people and uh, I talk about uh, various, uh, you know, so many things. Like I interviewed Cynthia, of course, and uh, that was a wonderful interview that we had. So uh, I love, I just love sharing ideas with people and creating content is one way of doing that. Mm, yes. And I feel, you know, you have to pursue something that you enjoy in life. And, you know, for you, it is journaling and writing and um, otherwise it'll be a burden to you know go to work and mm -hmm. you spend so much time at work and you truly yeah. have to enjoy it otherwise <laughs> you just won't and um, I wanted to ask you Priya yeah. um, why aren't you a fan of mainstream media oh okay because uh, mainstream media is very um, uh, we call I would call them the bot media because uh, they all uh, they're basically all about commercial interests right they ser they don't serve uh, the people that um, they don't serve people they serve uh, companies corporations so uh, they usually they they take on uh, the news is more is the kind of um, uh, what do you say I, w I wouldn't say they are they're not they're not objective in their uh, reporting many very few uh, publications like what I would say, you know, The Guardian and a few of the bigger publications are really objective in their reporting and they have they have they have excellent, you know, they have excellent journalistic standards. But most of the mainstream media are becoming more of um, like mouthpieces of uh, business and and, um, you know, commercial interests. So I, I don't basically I don't trust them uh, because I know their um, news uh, is reporting is biased. Uh, so I I prefer to work with uh, publications that are uh, not, you know, that are that are offbeat. I started first. I started out in a, with environmental publications because I believe very much in the environmental cause. So I started out with those publications first when I when I was first uh, first became a journalist. Then I went and went on to create my own. Right. Um, so do you think that? it's harder for you to get your message across about empowering women through mainstream media as well, because a lot of mainstream medias are biased. That is true to some extent, although uh, they do give some lip service, you know, to women's causes and things like that. Uh, I don't see them giving the amount of attention that is really necessary, you know. And in India, of course, every time there is some domestic violence issue or, uh, you know, violence against women uh, or, an, or an incident, uh, you know, that they, they will uh, they will blow it up, uh, you know, and uh, and make it look like they really care about women's causes. But uh, in the long term, I don't see that they really support women the way they should, you know. So. I, I mean I'm I'm not I'm not a not a not a big fan of mainstream media and besides the today media is very fragmented there are a lots of solutions there, there, you know there are lots of publications out there that serve niche audiences so you don't have to go to a mainstream uh, publication and read about the news you can read about the news in the in your niche publication and they they might talk about the news in a way that uh, interests you in rather than you know interest them the whole of humanity or masses or whatever mm, yeah i agree and i feel mainstream media they're mostly 
um, focusing toward getting views or, you mm. know, making more money and not necessarily putting the right message out there, even if it's like something that has to be stressed to the people. Yeah. So I agree. It's, you know, sometimes it's a little hard. And um, during this time, especially when the coronavirus is occurring, it's hard to find the right information um, mm. because, you know, messages, they just spread so fast on like WhatsApp or, you know, texts, but it's kind of hard to tell how accurate the message is. And yeah, yeah I, I definitely agree. And so you said you're interested in environment. And so what is your perspective on the climate change? On climate change? Well, I, I, I am a big fan of Greta and I love the, the way young people are taking ownership of the, you know, the 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 debate around climate change so i really think the solution to our problem is young people young people have to be more active and be more proactive because you guys are the voters of tomorrow right and uh, and politicians cannot ignore you because you are going to change the political climate in the future so i really believe that you guys are going to make a difference uh, my i don't believe much in my generation we are too jaded and we are too uh, set in our ways to ch really change. Uh, I'm not a big, uh, you know, I, I, I don't really believe that we have the have what it takes to make that change. But I think you people, you young people, are the you know, you, you are the future and you are going to change um, the political, the political climate. You are going to make politicians focus on climate change. So I that is what that is my um, uh, my belief that. I, I'm fully, you know, I fully support uh, the, you know, the, the, the what's the, what's the thing, what's the uh, extinction word? Sorry, what's the new movement called? That uh, uh, the Gen Z or yeah, no, I, I think that uh, the all those um, Greta's, um, what the, the uh, you know the. Um, uh, I, I don't I don't remember the word for it, uh, but um, basically I support that I support your movement because uh, I and I really think young people are the ones who can make a difference, not the old people. Mm, yeah, and I feel the young generation does have most of the power, and um, especially at my high school and I know around the world, you know, many campuses, college campuses, they mm. are pushing young students to vote, and. <laughs> During my history class one day, we were talking about, you know, we have to vote. Um, otherwise, if you don't vote, then you won't really have a say in your country. And, mm. you know, what many people do is they don't vote and just argue and, you know, complain about the situations <laughs> in life. But, yeah. you know, when you have a chance to vote and make a difference in, you know, the world or in your country specifically, then I think, you know, people should vote. So go vote. <laughs> Well, Priya, I want to thank you so much for sharing insight on empowerment and all of, you know, the situations going on right now. Well, be sure to visit Priya's website to learn more about her achievements at priyashah.com. That is P-R-I-Y-A-S-H-A-H.com. And you can also visit blogbrands.com, B-L-O-G-B-R-A-N-D-Z. You can also check out her award-winning blog, which is nari, N-A-A-R-E-E dot -E com. And also you can support our show and learn about upcoming Be The Star You Are events at bethestarur.org. I'm Siri Panindra. And I'm Arjun Clare. Show your love for more segments like this one by, by donating to the Be The Star You Are 
501c3 liter literacy charity that brings you this program at bethestarur.org. Visit btsya.org to find out more about Be The Star You Are. Keep listening for more on Outreach. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to Express Yourself on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. During this segment on our outreach-themed show, Arjun will be doing his segment of Innovation Nation. Take it away, Arjun. Hi, everyone. My name is Arjun Clare, and I'm happy to be coming to you again with another edition of Innovation Nation. Today's theme is outreach, and believe it or not, outreach has led to some pretty amazing innovations. Now, outreach can mean different things to so many different people. So before we talk about how innovation has changed outreach, let's talk about what outreach actually is. So in my eyes, outreach is the activity of providing services to any population or people that might not have access to those services otherwise. There are many, many different examples of outreach and different ways that you can outreach. One of the biggest examples of outreach is nonprofit organizations. And one of the most well-known nonprofit organizations out there is the American Red Cross. When we hear about any type of natural disasters or emergencies, the American Red Cross is almost always at the forefront with their volunteer efforts. In fact, that is directly part of their mission statement. Disasters that have struck America, like the 1906 earthquake in San Francisco to Hurricane Katrina, and most recently, the, the novel COVID-19 outbreak. American Red Cross helps to provide food, shelter, both health and mental health services, as well as distributing lots of other necessary items. And American Red Cross isn't the only nonprofit doing things like this. There are tons of nonprofits out there that help in many different ways. Some will collect clothes and food for the homeless and the hungry, while others will go help rebuild after a hurricane hits. Others 
will go advocate for change and run awareness campaigns to bring attention to something that they're passionate about. Another quick example of outreach that doesn't have to do with a nonprofit, but through schools. My school has a sister school that is in Rolindo, which is in Rwanda, Africa. And every year, throughout the year, we hold various fundraisers to collect money for the Rolindo school. This help is much needed there, and many times the items and things we might take for granted here are unavailable to them. Another form of outreach that many schools require is community service hours. Students are required to do outreach and help those around them in their community because it not only helps our communities, it also helps to build necessary skills and traits that will serve them well in the real world. Skills such as networking and speaking and building relationships and even maturity can be byproducts of outreach. But now you might be wondering, well, what does innovation actually have to do with outreach? Well, innovation and creativity haven't led to outreach, but rather are essential parts or ingredients, if you will, of outreach. The more creative and innovative you are when doing outreach, the more success you will most likely realize you have. One big hurdle that people seem to face when trying to do outreach of their own is overcoming some sort of self-doubt. What I mean by that is some people are unsure where or how to start and go about it, what they need to do, or thinking that they just won't be successful, or even that they don't have the resources or expertise to do anything meaningful. But that's just simply not true. By using your creativity and having an innovative spirit, a person can overcome these hurdles and help make a big difference and inspire change. As with any organization or company, those who are willing to change with the times seem to be the ones who continue to realize some level of success. Companies who do outreach are no different and have had to adapt with the changing times. There are lots of companies out there that have approached doing outreach in many different ways. Companies like GoFundMe and Kickstarter are a great example of being creative in doing outreach. They both are what is termed as a crowdsourcing or crowdfunding company. What this means is that they've created platforms which allow startups and individuals to post their ideas or asks on these platforms and share them with the world. They offer a way to pitch product or service ideas and or ask for monetary help from the masses and also provide the means for allowing people to invest or donate money. Between the two companies to date, they have been able to raise more than $12 billion. And then other companies like Tom's, who started off as just a shoe company and has since expanded its offerings, has a buy one, give one campaign, which they live by. So when a customer buys a pair of their shoes, Tom's interns donate a pair of shoes to those in need as a part of their outreach. So there you have it. As you've heard, innovation and creativity are essential parts of outreach. And those who use it to the fullest are the most successful in their efforts. And that's today's take on outreach. I hope you've enjoyed it. Once again, I'm Arjun Clare, and thanks for listening to another edition of Innovation Nation. Oh, that's a great segment, Arjun. And um, something uh, that stuck out to me was the sister school. And I love how your school has taken the initiative to kind of pair up with a school in Africa and kind of, you know, hold various fundraisers and donate to the school. And my school doesn't do that, but we hold annual club fairs where students can start clubs for different purposes. And um, I know my friend, she started a club um, that sells, or not sells, but donates books. Um, and her um, 
audience was in Africa as well. And she created two big libraries for the students in Africa. So I love all of these different ways, you know, how people give back. And I have a question for you, Arjun, and that is, what do you think about the community service requirement? Do you feel, you know, that's good that schools are doing that? Or do you think it's not really teaching students the right quality in life, that you should give back regardless of, you know, of the requirement? Um, I think that, I think it depends on the person. But I also think, in my opinion, I think it's very important because, as I said before, I think it builds a lot of necessary skills that people should have in the real world. Um, and those are really, really important skills because if you go into business or you're a doctor, if you have good relations, relationships with people when you come out of college, you could get an internship or a job really quickly or something like that. And I think that it's really good because it's basically requiring teenagers and kids to give back to their communities in some way. And it can also help people find a passion of theirs. Mm, yes, that's true. Um, so I have one last question before we have to end this segment. And it is, what ways are there for students and teenagers of our age to give back to the community, especially when you know many schools are closed down? So from our homes, how can we donate to different charities? So one thing that you could do is you could obviously run an awareness campaign. Um, so like me personally, I have food allergies. And actually recently, before the outbreak of the coronavirus, I went to Washington, D.C. to advocate for my food allergies. Uh, I talked with legislators and stuff. But obviously now you can't do that with our shelter in place and stuff like that. We, we don't want to leave our houses. So I think one, one thing you can do is you can go online and go to GoFundMe or Kickstarter or something like that and just raise money and bring awareness to something that you're passionate about and something that you want to inspire and make change for. Mm, definitely. There are you know, so many possibilities of how we can give back to our community or country. And that's true. You can also do a Facebook fundraiser for charities. There are just like an ample of ways that you can help out. Well, thank you, Arjun, for sharing your thoughts. Audience, please support Be The Star You Are and find information on our creative community, charity efforts, and outreach programs on our main site at bethestarur.org. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. I'm Siri Panindra. And I'm Arjun Clare. And as always, we give our thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Empowerment crew, especially our voice engineer, Josh. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. Reach out, speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine between the lines if you would let yourself